welcome to Filmography in Focus, where we do deep dives into the filmographies of directors, franchises, and genres to bring into focus the techniques, motifs, and themes used so that we can fall in love with these films all over again. Thanks for listening to this first episode of Filmography in Focus. This month, we're looking at the works of Japanese anime director Makoto Shinkai. Specifically, we're looking at his six feature films, The Place Promised in Our Early Days, 5 Centimeters Per Second, Children Who Chase Lost Voices, The Garden of Words, Your Name, and Weathering With You, as well as his seven short films, See and Her Cat, Other Worlds, Voices of a Distant Star, The Smile, A Gathering of Cats, Someone's Gaze, and Crossroad. The full list of films can be found on my letterbox linked in the show notes below. I also do from the body of work of video essays out there, which will be credited at the end of the episodes, and also linked to in the show notes as well as well as the letterboxed list. This discussion will include spoilers. It is not meant to be a critique or review of these films, more so an observation and synthesis of the motifs and techniques used and a meditation on the themes that occur across Makoto Shinkai's works. All right, let's get into it. I'm not the kind of person who rewatches movies, much less goes to see movies in theaters multiple times. Since graduating, there have really only been three. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 three times, uh, once opening night, once in IMAX, and once on vacation. Uh, Parasite by Bong Joon-ho, once at the New York premiere with the director Q&A, and once again in black and white after it won Best Picture. And the last is 2016's anime film Kimi no Nawa, or Your Name by Makoto Shinkai. And for Your Name, there wasn't a special event or a different format that encouraged me to go again. It was just that I was so taken with that film that I went with different fan groups multiple times just to re-experience it over and over again and again. It took a while for me to get to the rest of his work. I knew he'd been the guy who made the tearjerker film Voices of a Distant Star, that movie with all the water animation gifs and wallpapers, Garden of Words, and the film that does both tearjerk and provide wallpapers, 5 centimeters per second. But with his new film, Weathering a View, coming to the stage earlier this year, and my committing to make this podcast a reality, what better time to start than now, and what better director to start this podcast with than one of my favorites? So I downloaded all of his films onto my phone for my flight to Asia and settled in to explore the world of director Makoto Shinkai. Makoto Shinkai was born in 1973 in Nagano Prefecture. After graduating from Chuo University with a degree in Japanese literature, he worked at RPG Creative Falcom, creating opening animations for their video games. After work, he created short films using his own Macintosh and Adobe After Effects. These were largely in black and white, mostly as a storage safe, sa- saving measure. His breakthrough work was the 1999 five-minute OVA, See and Her Cat, a story about a cat and his owner through the cat's perspective. This led to a number of awards and a relationship with the company MangaZoo, which would eventually become Comics Wave. After receiving a grant from them to work on a new project, Shinkai quit Falcom and worked full-time on the 2002 short film about interstellar text messaging, Voices of a Distant Star, which once again was a mostly solo work. Continued acclaim from that work led to his first feature film with Comics Wave, 
in the 2004 alternate history science fiction romance that plays promise in our early days. The first work of his where he actually had a production team working with him. This was followed up with his first major non-science fiction work, 2007's 5 centimeters per second. Broken up into three short stories, this film tells the coming-of-age story of the realities of young love, and for a long time was Shinkai's most well-known work. During this time, he also worked on a number of short film projects, music videos, or anime showcases, such as A Smile and A Gathering of Cats. After spending a year in London after the release of 5 centimeters per second, he returned with his to create his longest film to date, the 2011 fantasy film Children Who Chase Lost Voices, featuring a young protagonist traveling to the world of the dead and coming up against supernatural beings. 2013 saw both a short film, Someone's Gaze, set in the near future about familial love, and the beautifully animated feature film, his shortest to date, Garden of Words, which features the relationship of a student and office worker who both play hooky on rainy days in Shinjuku Garden. Around this time, Studio Ghibli paused production and many animators joined with Shinkai to work on what eventually become his most successful feature film, the time travel body swapping romance Your Name. In Japan, it is the fourth highest grossing film of all time behind Spirit Away, Titanic, and Frozen, and is the first animated film not from Miyazaki to make over 10 billion yen being at the top of the box office for a record-breaking 12 weekends. Worldwide, it surpassed Spirit Away as the top-grossing anime film of all time. Finally, riding on the success, Sinkai followed up your name with the climate change fantasy film, Weathering With You. Sinkai's origins as a graphic designer at Falcom really informed his approach to animation and production. Most of the famous Japanese animators, Miyazaki, Takahata, Hosoda, Khan, Osi, Watanabe, Ano, Araki, all came up through the production studio system, starting off as animators on hand-draw cell projects. Shinkai, without this professional background track, instead lead on his experience in creating digital animation when much of the industry was still hand-drawn. This is why he has such a distinctive look to his films, and the feel of his anime compared to anyone in the industry today is very unique. That unique technical style informed not only the look and tone, but also the themes of his stories. A signature of any Senkai film are going to be his exquisite background arts. They usually have a rich palette of colors and are incredibly dense with detail, often being described as photorealistic. This is no mistake, as one of Sinkai's hobbies is photography, and he makes extensive use of reference photographs of real-life locations when creating these background arts. His skies are filled with stars and clouds, his cityscapes are vibrant and sprawling, his landscapes lush and verdant, and his interiors lived in and warm. Through his familiarity with digital compositing, compared to most other animators, he's able to have many more layers of detail in his hot compositions be it lighting effects, water effects, or simply having multiple foreground and background layers separate from the character animation. His digital camera has a defined focal length that he pulls focus for among across shots, with objects outside that focal length being blurred, drawing our attention to what he wants us to focus on, while also letting us know that this is a fully realized world. In Garden of Words especially, 
Drawing upon his 10 years of living in Shinjuku, he not only lovingly recreated Shinjuku Park and accurately depicted the setting, but also the effect that light would have in illuminating the subjects by changing the color of lines that defined the outline of his characters from a typical black line to match the light shining through the foliage and using a green line instead. Characterization through setting is another hallmark of Shinkai's works. Sometimes it's through details found in the background of a character's room or their kitchen. Other times, it's in the weather and nature reflecting the internal, mental, and emotional state of a character. This is more readily apparent in his earlier works, where his character animation skills were not yet fully developed, and he leaned on his skills as a background artist for characterization. In fact, and we'll get one into this when we talk about motifs in his films, but the setting itself becomes a character in and of itself. Be it a lazy rural town in the mountains, or the bustling train station in Tokyo, or even the mystic world of Agartha, these worlds have their own personality, and how the human characters react to and and respond when they brush up against this other character that is their setting informs us, the viewers, of what kind of people they are. Sinkai also uses the tried and true fil- te- film technique of internal voice mo- voiceover monologues to develop his characters. I imagine that initially some of this stemmed from technical limitations in character animation and not wanting to have full dialogue animation relying on internal monologues. Some of it also likely stems from his education in classical Japanese literature. It's no surprise that he is the one responsible for writing all the novelizations of his feature films. Whether or not this is an amateur crutch to lean on, I leave it up to you to decide, but nonetheless, it is a hallmark of his style, again, especially pronounced in his early works. As is whether or not this characterization is up to par, some have critiqued his main characters as being one note and more reactive than proactive to their surroundings and circumstances, with the impact of his work coming from the emotional resonance of the conceit of the film, be it time dilation, reviving the dead, body swapping, or drifting out of love. Again, I leave that conclusion to be left up to the viewer. Going back to his monologues, many of them read to me almost as spoken words or poems. Garden of Words, in fact, incorporates traditional Japanese monkey poems into its plot, with many allusions to classic Japanese poems and mythology in other works. There is almost a cadence, a rhythm to his films that remind me of a song, often crescendoing in the plot as an insert song comes in at the climax. If the visual imagery of the film did not already match the score almost as a music video, I don't believe this is accidental. From my research that I can find, the songs and score for Voices of a Distant Star, Place Thomas in the Early Days, Children Who Chase Lost Voices, Someone's Gaze, Garden of Words, Your Name, and Weathering With You were all produced with the specifically chosen insert songs and score in mind as Sinkai wrote and animated these films. In some cases, he wrote the lyrics himself or had the insert song made before actually creating the production. Coming from his early works as a cinematic graphic designer for RPG video games, this makes sense that he would structure his films as though they were the chorus and stanzas of a song, adding an internal emotional logic to his world like a heartbeat. His early films utilized the music of Tenmon, whom he worked with from his earlier works from Children Who Cha- through Children Who Chase Lost Voices and who he met at Falcom. Garden of Words was written to the music of composer Daisuke Kasiwa, and Your Name and Weathering With You is a collaboration between Sinkai and soft rock band Radwims. And these songs were evocative and catchy. There's a reason that Zen Zen Zense still lives on in my morning playlist. All of these techniques, his digital animation, background work, poetic musical monologues, and rhythmic pacing of his stories, 
come together to create works that are contemplative and atmospheric, not too bogged down in the details of world building, yet nonetheless creating an environment you as the audience wish to be drawn into and inhabit alongside the characters on screen. And once you're invested in the world, once you're invested in that, you're invested in what he's trying to say and convey to you. So while we know what tools and techniques Sinkai has at his disposal, what motifs and imagery recur throughout his filmography, and what are the themes that repeat themselves through these ideas? Perhaps the most recurrent theme that Sinkai comes back to that many pick up on is the idea of connection between individuals. In your name, this is expressed as the idea of musubi, and as the grandmother in your name says, <clears throat> musubi is the old way of calling the local guardian god. This word has profound meaning. Tying a thread is musubi. Connecting people is musubi. The flow of time is musubi. These are all the god's power. So the braided cords that we make are the god's art and represent the flow of time itself. They converge and take shape. They twist, tangle, sometimes unravel, break, and then connect again. Musubi, nothing, that's time. The connection between people often takes the form of love. In many cases, it's a romantic love, such as in voices, place, centimeters, children, your name, and weathering. In cases, it, in some cases, it's a familial love, or a love between a human and a pet even. Seeing her cat, the smile, gathering of cats, and someone gays explore this dynamic. And, if, and in Garden, Sinkai explores the Japanese idea of love known as koi. Prior to Western influence, where the idea of romantic love, expressed as renai, came into being in Japan, koi refers to a love which can be translated to something like longing for someone in solitude. Of course, many films don't showcase only one kind of connection or one form of love. Different kinds of connections exist between side characters, between side characters and main characters, and even between main characters that changes over time. One motif that illustrates this theme of connection that is not exclusive to Sinkai's by any means is the use of lovingly animated food and drink. Be it carefully constructed homemade bento boxes or a meal eaten out in a cafe or a restaurant, or sachu sake or tea or tea served with a kampai or a simple vending machine beverage bought together, breaking bread is something that is sort of a shortcut for establishing bonds and connections between individuals. In fact, the whole conflict of a gathering of cats is resolved through food. However, if the connection is easily established and maintained without challenge, there would be no conflict or tension, and thus no story. Sinkai is fond of depicting this tension between connections and separation that strain those relationships. Sometimes the separation is a physical distance, be it separated by multiple cities or separated by light years. Separation can be temporal across AIDS, be it due to time dilation, or simply being born in different generations or even a few mere years apart that might seem insurmountable. Separation exists across realms, such as that of the living and the dead, or that of being awake and being in dreams, and across species between human and animal. The motif that highlights connection and separation takes many forms. Going back to Sinkai's stellar background animation, the sky is something that we all collectively experience together, blackening the world as we look up to the heavens. Looking up, we see the same moon, the same stars. In place, it is the tower on the horizon, in garden and weathering with you, the storm clouds and rain, and in your name, the comet that we see in the very first scene of the movie. Sinkai, especially in his early works, 
often including newspaper stories telling of humanity's endeavors to explore deep space with satellite probes and rockets, showing humanity's desire to close the separation between ourselves and whatever might be out there, while paradoxically creating separation between his characters and voices. Phones also act as a motif for separation connection that, su- that simultaneously puts them to get push and pull people apart. It is through text messages and diaries that the characters of Voices and Your Name build their relationship. And however, when phones can act as, can act as a mask or crutch instead of authentic communication, it separates characters such as in Seeing Her Cat, Centimeters, and Someone's Gaze. Perhaps Shinkai's most prevalent motif that he utilizes is that of trains and railways. I'd be highly skeptical of a Shinkai film that did not have trains in some way. In the same way that a phone can both connect us while also keeping us apart, uh, trains allow us to be connected to each other in the spread of society. From Shinkai's home province to Tokyo, for example, it takes half as long to travel that distance by train than by car. Trains allow characters who are from different cities to meet up, such as in centimeters, your name, and someone's gaze. Trains enable industry in place. It's on trains that Asuna from children first encounters the beings from Agartha, another realm, or that Hodaka chases after Hina in Weathering with Use Climax. But trains separate us as much as bring us together. Be it the simple yet heartbreaking image of a train passing through a crosswalk separating two characters such as in centimeters, the train separating us, the audience, from the characters in place. Train doors closing on characters as they leave the station, bringing two characters further apart from each other is another act of separation. In your name, it's taken to a new level in the opening scenes, where Taki and Mitsuha are separated in two trains lines by the doors through which they can see each other, which, paradox on paradox, sparks their reunion at the end of the film. There are multiple great analyses on how Shinkai uses train doors as an extension of the classic film idea of using lines in the imagery to separate characters. In a, little, in a literal sense, these train lines can are lines that can be drawn connecting person to person, but also separating them when coming between them as a line dividing them apart. One specific sub-theme that Sinkai explores that ties the paradox of being connected yet separate together is that of intergenerational connections. Obviously, those who came before us many decades ago are separated from us temporarily. In place, Sayuri is separated from her grandfather who built up the tower, and in your name, the old tales of Itomori are lost to a fire that happened many generations ago. And yet, the impact of these older generations still affect the lives of the of our main characters today. The older generations of Agartha and children cling to the old ways to the, soci- to the society's detriment, and temple elders from Weathering With You are largely forgotten by society. Even in generations that have a con- even within generations that have some sort of connection, there is a disconnect, perhaps between parent and child in someone's gaze, or between teacher and student, or between older and younger sibling in Garden of Words. The exact lesson Sinkai imparts on each instance is different, but there is the eerie implication that without reestablishing that connection to the past, the future generation will make the same mistakes their forefathers made without even knowing it. It's implied, after all, that the body-swapping phenomenon in your name happened to Mitsuha's ancestors, and that the Sunshine Girls had a role in weathering with use present as they did in the past. This intergenerational cycle theme is expressed through the motif of mythology and literature, the creation tale of Izanagi and Izanami in children, 
a journey to for the foreshadow the journey to Agartha, the poems in Garden of Words, and most explicitly the myths of worldwide floods in Weathering. All of as there are great analyses online for how the lines in Sinkai's films separate and connect individuals, there are others who have done better analysis than I could on how Sinkai brings film these lines in on themselves to form circles, a never-ending line. And in the extreme case of your name, how the meteor impact takes it one step further to change Lake Itamori to an infinity symbol, implying the never-ending cycle of intergenerational connections. Beyond this, his use of leitmotif within the music and score to recall back to earlier points in the film, earlier generations, reinforces the cyclical natures of his story. Another theme that shows itself often in Sinkai's works is the tension between nature and civilization. Again, going back to his ability to create gorgeous backgrounds, neither domain is exclusively shown to be better than the other. Tokyo can be seen as a bustling, vibrant city teeming with life and adventure, or as a drab, dystopian city that sucks the soul out of you. The countryside and rural provincial life can be shown to be quaint and calming and pastoral, or as a dull, monotonous ex existence to be escaped from. In the same way that there is tension between connection and separation for his characters, Sinkai's characters are torn between the urban and rural life. In some cases, they move to the city, where they seemingly give up their idyllic dreams of youth, and in others, it is their dream to come to the city. And in those cases where they do find their dreams in the city, there is some degree of bittersweet sadness of what is lost to nature in that process. To the most extreme, in Garden, his characters find solace in nature in the man-made park contained within the boundaries of the city. The best of both worlds, in some in one might say. We often see characters seeking to find as high a place as possible within their surroundings to be close to the sky, a universal form of nature no matter where we are located. Images of birds often accompanies the signature beautiful sky background, further reinforcing how the sky is a symbol of freedom in his worlds. Be it on top of a mountain, overlooking the valley, such as in Children or Your Name, or on top of a tall man-made building, such as the shrine and the rooftop in Weathering, or flying a plane to the tower in, pl in Place Promised. Weathering with you takes this to an even further extreme, showing the characters inhabiting a world above the clouds and falling back down to earth at the film's climax, surrounded by nothing but sky as their feelings pour out. Even the cats in Gathering of Cats meet up on the mountain of in top of a mountain to discuss their plants, highlighted by the moon. Speaking of cats, bridging the gap between nature and civilization are our feline friends. From literally his very first short film, Seeing Her Cat, Sinkai has always had an affinity for depicting cats as humanity's closest bond to nature. His other sorts show no shortage of love for cats, with someone's gaze, this plot being driven by the death of a family pet cat, and a gathering of cats lays into cats being in its literal title. Cats appear in the factory in place, in the park in centimeters, as Asuna's companion in children, who, children and as the stray, Ame, in Weathering With You. Fun note, if you pay attention, you'll notice that he uses the name Chobi and Mimi for many of his cats, kind of as a fun easter egg. A smaller related way this motif appears in his music video, The Smile, where the pet in question is a hamster, not a cat. Water is the other fundamental element in contrast to the sky in Sinkai's works. Water takes on a more reflective tone than the sky, where what is above is mostly independent of humanity, water more readily changes shape to fit the emotions of Sin Sinkai's characters. It can be choppy seas separating the Union and Japan in place, 
or in the strong waves in the second chapter of Five Centimeters, reflecting the character's internal turmoil. Water can give life, with Vita Aqua literally representing the soul and acting as a seal for the dreaded Izuku in Children. And when water and sky come together, well then, the pure power of nature is made obvious. It's through the rain in Garden of Words that our characters are allowed to meet each other in the sanctuary, going violent or serene as their feelings vary. It is a would-be barrier between the protagonists in the first chapter of Five Centimeters, stopping the trains as snow and threatening the reunion. And yet, yet it yields the strongest feelings when it is overcome, but also serves as a reminder of how far apart the characters drift apart when the sakura blossoms are shown to be, appear as snow, drifting apart five centimeters per second. Similarly, Your Name's misconnection right before the film's end takes place in gently drifting snow. And when the entire premise of the film is about the power of a sunshine girl's to control the weather, but potentially at the cost of her own existence. Weathering by you is by far the most blatant example of Sinkai's fascination with how nature and humanity interact, explicitly calling it out as a climate change tale. So what is Sinkai trying to say when you take together the paradoxes of being connected yet separate, of believing in the power of nature yet finding opportunity in civilization of man? of cycles that repeat themselves endlessly across generations. Clearly, there is a, rever a reverence to some universal force beyond what we as humanity has to offer. Sacred cycles of life and death, the weather, some natural magnetism causing us to seek connection with other human beings. Are we to just submit ourselves to life around us? Many of the larger-than-life phenomena shown in his films are never quite fully explained in a hard science-fiction manner. We just kind of have to accept that this is the way the world works. The weather and skies and nature, again, are motifs that there are many things larger than ourselves out there, as are Sinkai cities. His characters are swallowed up in his backgrounds, in some cases literally falling through the sky with no control over where they go. Trains, again, come into play here as Sinkai's motif of choice. We can choose to take a train to a destination that we have in mind, to another town to visit a friend, to work, or homeward bound. In that sense, the choice of starting that journey is ours. But... Once we step on that train, we surrender to the ride with no control beyond where and when we get on or off. We sometimes don't know what we'll find at the end of the journey. We don't know if there will be delays through the snow, or if we see someone on another passing tra train that we wish we were on instead. We are caught up in the analog of time between two locations, waiting to arrive dragged along by an inevitable and destiny that we can't manipulate. Of course, we can always exit the train and use our own two feet to move around. Feet and walking are often the focus of low-angle thoughts across Sinkai's films, especially in Garden of Worlds, almost to a Tarantino-esque level of attention to feet. But it makes sense. The way someone walks, the kind of story suits you have, tell a lot about that person. And yes, with your feet, you can get to a smaller range of locations compared to a train, but you also have more autonomy on to go where trains might not be able to, off the beaten path, away from destinations predefined than some larger organization we have no control over. Trains, after all, only have one path through the countryside, but you can run all over the mountain with your own two feet. Time is another universal constant that we are all subject to. As one YouTuber put it, we are often waiting with Makoto Shinkai, between train stops, for the next interstellar text message, for her to wake up, for the train to pass the crosswalk to see who's on the other side, for the rain to stop. With his more atmospheric works, we are waiting for the plot to move along, for characters to grow up, 
There's a reason why almost all of his main characters are young, middle or high schoolers. They still have a seemingly infinite potential of time in front of them. But they can never go back to their halcyon days of days gone past. Time only moves forward. By using time skips throughout his works, Sinkai is more able to contrast how time has dominion over us and how we grow up. And in some cases, where characters desperately want to grow up faster, such as in Garden of Words, they can't move faster than time allows, forced to inhabit their immature selves as they are now so that they can experience life in Yan experience. In some cases, where dreams play prominently, his characters are temporarily able to circumvent time. Some are pleasant. Mitsuha and Taki, Taki believe that their body swaps to be dreams in the life that they wish they could experience, in your name. Some are lonely. Sayuri in places is trapped in her dreams in a world all alone until she is woken up. Some are terrifying. Asuna's sleep paralysis in children induced by the Izuku is the stuff of nightmares, some of the scariest imagery he's ever done. Some are even amusing. Chobi's dream of revenge for his tale comes to mind. By the end of these dreams, they are rarely remembered by the dreamer. Names, important messages they so desperately want to cling to, slipping from their conscious minds and memories. Those who suffer the most are those who cling to waking dreams. Takaki's dream to be with Akari in adulthood, when it seems life has other plans, only hurts him. All these motifs of forces beyond their control, the weather, time, trains, and the futility of trying to escape these forces through dreams or some other means, suggest Sinkai has a belief in some sort of fate or destiny. Even the idea of intergenerational cycles discussed before comes into play here, as it is fate that these cycles repeat themselves. After all, your name prominently featured the iconic red string of fate meant to bind two lovers together. Even his two-minute commercial crossroad for a test prep company suggested that there was some sort of fate between the two characters, separated only by distance. When characters submit to the world around them and give up their pursuit of selfish desire, they end up finding it is what they truly seek, what they truly need. Takao in Garden of Words and Taki in Your Name find what they want only when they give them to the world around them. Morisaki from Children and Kakaki from 5 Centimeters only find anguish when they try to pursue the ones they love, even if it is clear that those loved ones have moved beyond their grasp. Whereas Asuna from Children finds peace by accepting Sun and Mimi's death. Hodaka in Wuthering goes as far as to damn Tokyo to eternal rain by choosing to deny Hina her fate of being sacrificed to appease the weather gods, a heavy price to get for what he wants. This isn't to say though that struggling against fate is futile. Rather, you can choose how to fit within the larger world you live in and find your role in destiny, and that is where you find peace. Within Sinkai's beautiful backgrounds of country or city, finding your place in the score, contentment where you're meant to be, and with whom you're meant to be with, Finding those connections of Musubi, tangled as they may be, as Grandmother says they are so, that is how you make peace with destiny and fate. I come back to the question sometimes of why I fell in love with your name so much that somewhere it came out here. Why Sinkai's work at large has this charm that seems to draw in the general audience beyond the hardcore anime community, appealing to any and all individuals in a way that seemingly previously only Miyazaki could, though for different reasons. In some cases, it's obvious. He doesn't pander to the weirder conventions of anime that are culturally specific to Japan, but it still maintain, his films still maintain a distinctly Japanese-inspired view of the world. 
I think that seemingly self-contradiction is at the core of Shinkai's appeal. He tells us in one film that rural life is idyllic, and in the next that Tokyo is where it's at. That we should give ourselves up to fate and destiny in a very Tao-like way. That we should submit to the power of the natural world. And in the same breath, declaring that you should take the size of action in pursuit of what you want and what, when the time calls for it. That we can tame the fierce beasts with a little bit of fish. That you can go beyond the train tracks on your own two feet to find what you want. That love will endure no matter the distance, but also is completely natural to fade over time with distance. He uses trains as both a symbol of connection as well as of separation. He creates some of the most beautiful films in the industry that is praised for that where hand animation is praised above all, all while using a digital workflow. This man, his works are walking contradictions. In our own lives, the world is messy and illogical. We seek out these fictions to escape our troubles, to ignore how living in one of world's most the world's most densely populated cities. I can still feel so lonely in the subway. How social media allows me to stay in touch with all my friends around the world, and yet sometimes feel like I'm not saying of anything of significance at all. How I can fall in love with somebody when it feels so hard to make it work, and yet at the same time it feels so right and exactly where I'm meant to be. Makoto Shinkai doesn't give us that escape from those troubles. He reflects our world back to us, though. With science fiction and fantasy and mythology and worlds that are impossibly more realistic and beautiful than our own, despite being animated, and he lets us know that that uncertainty and that paradox—that's life—it all makes sense, and that those emotions are normal, and there's comfort in that. That even if there is melancholy and heartbreak along the way, the world around us is beautiful, and that the journey we take was worth the whole time for the experience, even if our destination wasn't what we expected at the start. That we all have a place in life and in this world, even if we don't know right now what it might be, and being able to convey that paradox and provide that reassurance—that, that, my friends, is the genius of the worlds and stories of Makoto Shinkai. Thank you for listening to this episode of Filmography in Focus on Makoto Shinkai. Hopefully, even without the visual element of describing an audio-visual medium, I was able to illustrate my points clearly enough. If you want to explore more content out there about him, there is an extensive list of video essays and interviews I watched and read in preparation for this video. A full list of links can be found in the show notes before. But thanks to the following YouTube channels: Beyond Ghibli, Bonsai Fil- Pop, Cinema Analysis, Digibro, Gigguk, Glass Reflection. Jesse Tribble, Conrad Noises, like stories of old, Mother's Basement, Nerdy Shenanigans, Patrick Kim, and Sage's Reign. A quick rundown of my thoughts on Sinkai's film in general outside of analysis. Um, Your Name is definitely my favorite feature film of his, if that wasn't obvious enough. Particularly the hand-animated sequence when Taki drinks the sake is probably my favorite sequence of anything he's ever done. I think Garden of Worlds overall has the best art direction and look of a film. And Weathering with You definitely had the best side characters overall, and is a film where the setting itself had the strongest characterization. It traded in a little bit of convention and tidiness for plot structure for a more complex cocktail of ideas that left you left you talking after the film. Going back to his older works, you really do get a sense of progression and growth as an animator. So it's really not fair to try to compare his earlier works to his present day work. Of his sorts, Someone Gaze hit me the most emotionally, while A Gathering of Cats is probably the most entertaining. And the fact that he's somehow able to get you invested in the plot of a two-minute 
two-minute test commercial is nothing sort of genius. In any case, whenever another Sinkai film comes along, I'll probably give a mini-update on this feed, uh, not a full episode. In any case, for the March 2020 episode of Filmography in Focus, we'll be watching the works of South Korean director Bong Joon-ho, in honor of his winning Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best International Film at the Academy Awards this year for Parasite. In addition to Parasite, we'll be watching six other films for a total of seven, Barking Dogs Never Bite, Memories of a Murder, The Host, Mother, Snowpiercer, Okja. The link to a letterbox list with those films can be found in the show notes. If you have any thoughts on Bong Joon-ho's work, any reactions to Makoto Sinkai's works and my analysis, or feedback and suggestions for this podcast in general, please send an email over to filmographyandfocuspodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at filmonfocuscast. Your comments might make it into the show. Links will be in the show notes. Our intro and outro music is provided by Kevin MacLeod. You can find his stuff at incompetechfilmmusic.io. Editing and production was provided by Ninja Boy Media. Until next time, remember, the show goes on. Thank you.